Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Many ways our favorite shows and films set a tone or a mood. The way lines are delivered, the colors in the scene, even the way it's shot. Yeah, but how do video games set the tone when players are in control of so much? Ahead of the Grammys this weekend, Hardwired's Andrew Hamilton is here to tell us how video games set the mood. How do you set the mood? Do you grab a couple of candles and light them up? Candlelight? Maybe you sprinkle some rose petals on the ground. Roses. Perhaps you've spent the whole day slaving over a stove preparing a sweet, sweet, delicate spaghetti meatball meal spaghetti. for two. Of course you have. But wait, you forgot one of the most important ingredients to romance. There. That's better with a little music. <clears throat> anyway. With the Grammys coming up this weekend, I wanted to take some time to walk you through the journey that video game music has been on. From start of beep boop to fully orchestrated music. I'm Andrew Hamilton, and that's what we're talking about today. To truly understand how far we've come, we have to go all the way back to the very first boop that became a, a note famously used to make the first ever continuous video game music for 1978's Space Invader. Which I kid you not, is a series of progressively quickening four notes of bass created by designer Tomohiro Nishikado. This simple but stressful rhythm brought more and more kids to the arcade to try and outlast the invasion. It's crazy to think the music in games at this time wasn't even played with recorded instruments. No, instead a small chip called a beeper played a computer-generated frequency to achieve a note. Slowly, the beeps and boops found their pitch and things were starting to come together. And while Pong was the first to the concept of sound in a video game, and Space Invader was the first to continuously repeat those sounds to make something that sounded like music, it wasn't until the 8-bit and 16-bit eras exploded onto the scene that music properly found a place in gaming. Starting with one familiar, Plumber. The 8-bit era consisted of the earliest gaming consoles. Think like the Nintendo Entertainment System. In fact, it was Nintendo itself that would spawn some of the most recognizable video game musics of all time. And they started that by hiring one man, Koji Kondo. When Koji Kondo joined Nintendo in 1984, the role of video game composer hadn't even really formed. He became the first person at the massive game maker to have this role, starting small with a little known piece uh, about a plumber. The Super Mario Bros. theme. Then, while still staying humble, he composed one of the most banger theme songs ever for The Legend of Zelda. A two-line composition that he composed in a day, Dear God, We Are All Slackers. 
There are a ton of great titles I could highlight here, but eventually the 8-bit era came to an end, and the 16 and 32-bit eras rose. This is where we started to see the creativity of video game composers truly shine with hardware limitations constantly keeping them on their toes. Audio files were considered less functionally necessary than the graphics that made up the games themselves, and so composers began to have to get creative with the palettes of notes and sounds that they would use or reuse. Tetris's theme is a snappy, upbeat, constantly escalating tune made of simple, repeatable melodies. Pokemon, one of the most successful games to come out of this era, used MIDI sounds played through composer Junichi Masuda's proprietary software called a sound driver. which resulted in some truly unique sounding music. He was able to use limited sounds to create a wide range of things that sounded like different kinds of instruments. One of the first examples of a synthesizer used in video games also. Once games escaped some of the limitations of its hardware and began to receive more intricately composed tunes, a new problem arose. How do we make this not feel canned? What if you needed to transition from one type of music into another due to player action? Sure, you could fade one track out and start the next one in with a fade, just like someone swapping out a song on Spotify, but this was ultimately awkward. No, we needed something more genius, more artsy. So the crazy kids over at LucasArts crafted something special for their new Secrets of Monkey Island game, adaptive music. And this one invention would change the way music was composed for video games for all time. For the sake of brevity, I'll summarize what adaptive music is and give you a couple of examples. Adaptive music is compositions that play during a set area or event, but can easily evolve or transition into another piece. Going from a shootout in the Old West back to riding your horse into the sunset Red Dead Redemption, or the escalating music for whenever you get in more and more trouble with the cops for being way too cool and Need for Speed Most Wanted. Today, music serves so many purposes in game. It's the emotional driving force behind a pivotal moment in the story. It's a subtle tool for developers to guide you towards something special. For every Wii Shop theme meme, there is a Last of Us. And playing in these worlds when this music is thumping is like having your own personal theme music going. It's hyping up everything you do, making situations more intense or connected. As the game industry has grown, so to have the names attached to the music. Now big name composers from film and TV flock to the chance to compose for the next video games. Bear McCreary making God of War have one of the greatest themes ever. Hans Zimmer delivering one of the most iconic Call of Duty soundtracks. And experimental groups like Electric Dragon bringing a unique flavor to the games that they touch. And while Award shows aren't my favorite thing. I do think that there is a purpose and an importance that can be placed on the fact that video games finally have been recognized for what they are, art. So real quick, let's congratulate this year's nominees. glad that the Grammys are finally recognizing video games as what they are. Art within art within art. All coming together so that you can play it. But ultimately these awards aren't what's important. It's not how I know video game music is special. Do you want to know how I know video game music is special? 
It's this, E3 2016. Full orchestra in the pit. Music starts playing, we don't know for what, but we got the feeling of it, the vibes. Sure enough, Bear McCreary walks out. The video pops up on the screen. The orchestra is playing full force in time with a real-time game demo. And it comes to a crescendo at the moment that this happens. I am hungry. That's why video game music is special. And that's why you should tune into the uh, Grammys on Sunday. Now, go out there and play some games. For Hardwired, I'm Andrew Hamilton. Way to go, Andrew. Well, that's a unique take on the Grammys. I love that. Uh, he took us through an experience. Yes. We learned something now. That was great. And also, follow Andrew for more video games and romance tips, as you saw at the beginning. So that was great. <laughs> the candle, the Candlelight, rose petals, rose petals and wow. music. This year's Grammys will feature a whole new look and more than a dozen performances from music's biggest stars. And Trevor Noah returns as host for the fourth time. You can watch the 66th Grammy Awards, as you heard Andrew say, right here on KWTX this Sunday evening and streaming on Paramount Plus live from the Crypto.com arena in Las Vegas. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.